Daily Grace for Single Parents on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Dale Johnson, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This week on the podcast, I'm joined by Dr. Robert Jones, a professor of biblical counseling at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. And he's here with us today to talk about this very difficult task of being a single parent. There are a lot of different issues that single parents might face, and Dr. Jones is going to give us wisdom about how parents can respond appropriately in God-honoring ways with the grace of God to deal with those issues that are so prevalent with being a single parent. Dr. Jones, we're so delighted that you could be with us today. Dale, very glad to be here and to be part of ACBC. So as we look at this issue of single parents, obviously in our culture, we see that single parenting is on the rise for a number of different occasions. What we want to do is to try and help some of our counselors think biblically through some of the issues that they will encounter as they try to care for and minister to single parents. So Dr. Jones, if you could, at the beginning, just set us up with some of the particular problems that are that we consistently see as counselors uh, in the lives of those who are single parents. Well, Dale, I think there are many uh, kinds of problems. I think we can think about any kind of problem that any of us would have, but multiply that by, by 10 uh, when you have the lack of the support that a typical family would have of a husband and wife. I think some of the main issues that I think we should be thinking about include the question of how the person became a single parent in the first place. Uh, how did that happen? Did it come about from being um, pregnancy outside of marriage, outside of being married, or did it come from a divorce or a separation or a widow situation? And each of those need to be handled obviously differently with the, the work of the, the, the scriptures in that case. I think the Parenting issues themselves, obviously, are going to be huge where a single parent and four out of five of these single parent cases are going to be a single mom trying to uh, raise children on, on, on her own. And then the whole relationship with the church. Many single parents are going to feel somewhat ostracized. They don't fit the, the ideal, the, uh, the typical, so to speak. So there's just a handful of uh, the main issues I think we need to begin to think about. Yeah, those are critical issues that you raise. And, and sometimes as counselors, we, we hear all of the spectrum of issues and we get a little confused about where to begin. How do we start in the counseling process as we're ministering to a, a single parent and we're looking at all the possible issues that could be here. Give us some tips on where we begin to minister and to discern, to care for uh, single parents. I think one starting place is to truly learn how to enter into the person's world. Here's one that I would throw out to us as counselors that we don't counsel single parents. We counsel Tanya, who happens to be a single parent. In other words, let's not start with categories. Let's not start with uh, research topics. Let's start with uh, Tanya herself. And one of the most valuable things, Dale, that I have found to do when I'm meeting with a single parent, particularly single mom, 
is to ask her to walk me through your week, hour by hour. Tell me, let's start on Monday morning. Tell me what time you get up. Tell me what is your day like and help me understand because I think most of us, and I think you and I, Dale, certainly, you know, haven't had that kind of experience um, in our adult years. And, and so what is that really like for you? And I've been amazed that does two things. First of all, it, it shows the single parent how much I do care about you. I care about the details of your life. But secondly, it allows me to feel the weight of this. And it sobers me and it drives me to Christ. Oh, Lord, this, this woman needs, needs your help in her life. How can I help her, Lord? So I think that's a great starting place to try to enter the person's world. Yeah, I think that's great. So one of the critical things that I think you just mentioned is uh, you talked about how uh, we supersede those categories of single parenting to see the single parent as an individual, a person made by God, created by God to do a task, to lead this child, to provide for his or her family. For us as counselors, we have to have some critical biblical perspectives that, that guide the way that we think in order to help them. Can you, can you walk us through a couple of those key perspectives that, um, that would couch the way that we think that help us discern and guide our, the wisdom that we would provide for them? Well, I think fundamentally, we not only don't want to view Tanya as a single parent, but Tanya as a person. We want to view Tanya as a daughter of God. And so I do think the starting place for us is to recognize if we're dealing with a Christian, what it means to be a daughter of God. And uh, I often start with uh, Galatians 3 as a reminder where Paul says that uh, we all have been baptized into Christ. We've been clothed with Christ. And then he proceeds to talk about three common social distinctions in his day of Jew, Greek, slave, free, male, female. But what he says is there's no more Jew, Greek, slave, free, male, female. And of course, Paul is not stupid. He understands that there are ethnic differences and socioeconomic differences and gender differences. We, we certainly understand that. But what he basically says is those things have been relativized in Christ. And so I want to look at Tanya as my sister. I want to look at her as a part of the body of Christ, and I want to look at her fundamentally as a daughter of the living God, and how can we bring hope for her? So how does a daughter of the living God handle this particular circumstance that God in his providence has allowed her to have to deal with? Yeah, those are critical as we think about biblical perspectives, and that not only guides the way that we listen, it guides the way then that we, that we minister. Let's talk for a second about ways that we can empathize. You mentioned earlier that um, we would have a difficult time entering in experientially to the world of a single parent just because we don't deal with those particular stressors. Oftentimes we might describe some of those stressors as being multiplied by degrees just because that parent is is doing normal task, uh, but normal task of a single parent. And so talk for a second about how we empathize with the stresses that are multiplied in a situation where a parent is trying their best to, um, to lead their child, to provide for their child in daily life. I think one way we can grow as believers is to take opportunity to 
enter the world of single parents, even if they're not coming to us for counseling. So my hope is that our churches would be uh, churches that would uh, have a, a commitment to fellowship and small group life, for example, where the believers are uh, connecting with one another so that I have single parents uh, in my home group or my, my, my small group, whatever you, you call it there, and try to understand what it's like for them. And then as I then have a counseling situation, I feel a little more uh, able to handle that. I think in particular, though, with the counselees we face, we, we need to, as I said, be able to enter into their world, really understand, try to express back to them uh, our understanding of their experiences. They've shared it with us. And we need to recognize those, um, those pressures that we've begun to identify. I, I think one area, let me, let me pick on one area. Um, most parents I know feel guilty that they, they're not a good enough parent. And that's true when you have two parents together. I think that doubles in many ways. I don't know any single parents who say, hey, I'm doing a great job. Uh, they, they feel guilty. Uh, sometimes they, they do fail. Obviously, we all do. But uh, more often than not, I think their standards set in their own mind, and they feel the weight of responsibility for the outcome of their children. And that comes down to the matter of how do we entrust our children into God's hands so that we're not taking responsibility for how they turn out. I'm so glad that you brought up the issue of, of the church and the involvement of local church in this process. So the counselor can see that they have a ministry that is uh, dealing with the, the acute problems of the single parent, but to help to assimilate them into the life of the body so that the church now ministers. I, I think that's a phenomenal point. L let's conclude with one final, maybe we'll call it a case study or a way to, to help our counselors think through uh, a specific issue. Let's take Tanya, for example, as you mentioned her. Uh, she's the primary breadwinner in her home. She has a son, maybe he's seven, eight, nine, ten. Uh, he's unruly. He's acting out. She feels guilty. Uh, she's not home often because she's out providing and she's looking for help. She's getting stressed because uh, she's getting notes from school. All these things are happening. Talk us through some of the, the key things to, to help her with those particular issues that she's, she's facing. Well, as an individual counselor, and this would be true whether I'm counseling as a pastor, but even if it was a single or a woman counseling her, the counselor is never enough. We have to mobilize the body of Christ. And that involves helping the church see its responsibility, but also helping Tanya to be willing to accept that responsibility. Uh, that we would the help that we would want to offer. So there's various ways. Obviously, we can help, um, particularly couples, particularly those who have uh, solid marriages, who can come alongside of her, who can provide some help with childcare, can provide mentoring. And we certainly don't want to rely upon uh, secular friends, um, Boy Scouts, who may or may not belong to Christ, to be the role models. So we want to help her find that. Uh, Dale, I, I grew up in, a, in a, a single parent home. My dad died when I was only two. I, mom never remarried. I stayed basically in that home until I left. And uh, God brought into my life some caring adults and uh, a caring youth pastor that meant the world to me. And I, I think that's where uh, we have to, as a church, have a, a burden for these situations. There are 12 million single parents' <laughs> families, 
and uh, 80% of those are going to be single mom situations. There's an unreached group there right in our right in our community. And our churches aren't going to reflect that demographic percentage at all. And so we really do need to step that up uh, as a church. I really think that would be what we need to do. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. I want to remind you that Dr. Jones has written a booklet on this very topic, Single Parents, Daily Grace for the Hardest Job. So if this topic is of interest to you, I would recommend that you find that booklet. For more information on this topic and many others, you can visit us at biblicalcounseling.com.